everyone. Welcome to The Exchange Daily. Today is Wednesday, April 15th, 2020. This is a podcast for the pandemic. Uh, Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we're currently going through a psalm and just slowing down. And really, we're trying to retrain our mind about what we think about, uh, what we meditate on. We're trying to, as a church, just slow down and take on a new practice and uh, really just invite the Lord into our everyday moments. And today we're going to be looking at Psalm 23. Uh, I'm so excited to go over this. We're probably going to go over this for many days, actually. So I'm going to kind of change the pace a bit. Before I intro this psalm, um, I want to share something more, I guess, personal. Um, We, our church, was supposed to be leaving today, April 15th, for Israel. We were supposed to be leaving like right about now for the airport, we're going to go to Israel and then Jordan for a few days, and um, we're taking 20 people with us. That obviously has changed because of this whole pandemic. Um, but it looks like now we actually have a new date. We are scheduled for October 14th. If you or if you know anyone who wants to go to Israel with our church, um, if you want to take that stimulus check and put it towards a life-changing trip, you totally can. Uh, again, we'll be leaving October 14th. If you want to sign up for an Israel trip, that should be on our website. That should be ready, I think, with a new updated link in a few days. Uh, but we'd love for you to go with us. That's going to be so much fun. It's going to be life-changing, and I cannot wait to go with people from our church community who we love and know and can have this uh, shared experience with. So I'm very excited. Hey, Psalm 23. I, I, I really can't think of a better psalm right now than this psalm during this whole COVID-19 crisis. Um, This is a psalm that's very well known. And before I I kind of even get into the psalm, um, I kind of want to share our approach to the psalm and what I'm hoping for. And I think a story best illustrates that. So supposedly, this is an incredibly true story. Years ago, um, there was a Shakespearean actor who was known for his one-man shows. And he was just an incredibly talented guy. And he would always end his act by reading Psalm 23. And he would just read it in a very charismatic way. And when he'd finish reading the psalm, it would just rise into like thunderous applause. Like it was the cherry on top. He'd read Psalm 23 and people loved it and would applaud. And one day a young man asked him, hey, can I read the psalm? And so he thought, sure, why not? You know, he's not going to do it as good as me. And when this young man read the psalm, he was extremely nervous, not very dramatic, And at the end, people weren't cheering. There wasn't standing ovations as the other nights. And all that could be heard was the sound of weeping. Just people were crying. And the audience had been so moved by the young man's reaction that they were just full of tears. And so the actor was so amazed by what he just heard and saw. He said to the young man, he's like, I don't don't understand. I've been performing Psalm 23 for years and I've had a lifetime of training and experience, but I've never been able to move the audience as you just did. What is your secret? And supposedly the young man just quietly said back to him, Sir, you know the psalm, but I know the shepherd. Now, I wonder and I believe uh, that is a true story from my understanding, but this is basically my concern. As we approach the psalm, that we know the psalm, we're familiar with it, it's read at funerals, it's read in movies. I mean, it's a really well-known psalm, Psalm 23. Um, but do we know the shepherd? Not just, not just you know, have we, have we experienced it? And so, um, you know, I think there's a lot of times there's passages in the Bibles that are well-known, um, and it can at times put us at a di- disadvantage because since we know it so well, we might not listen as well. 
Um, but just, I don't want to miss this psalm. Um, Spurgeon had just a classic work on a lot of the psalms, and he called this the psalm, he called this psalm the pearl of psalms. Like this was the pearl among just beautiful psalms in general. And so Psalm 23, you guys, as you guys probably know, the author is David, David who was king, but who was a shepherd at one point. He's the author. And we're not positive when he wrote it. Some say he wrote this during the time of like Absalom when his son launched that rebellion against him. And because he just said uh, in verse five, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemy. So they say it was during that time. Um, others say it was when he was going to die. Uh, they'll point to verse six. Uh, but it's possible he wrote this when he was just a young man, when he was just a teen, when he was a shepherd in the fields all day long with sheep. And he learned a lot about being a shepherd while being a shepherd, while shepherding. And uh, maybe he was quoting his own psalm when he was in this valley of Elah, when he was facing Goliath, when he was facing, in a sense, the shadow of death. We're not really sure when he wrote it, but you can see how this psalm so applies to David at different points in his life. Now, Psalm 23 is, is not a prayer. It's not a prayer of David. This is not a prayer request. Um, God, can you be my shepherd? Can, can you make me not want? Can you feed me? Um, this is not a psalm of prayer. It's a psalm of position. It's a psalm of declaration. You are my shepherd. I, I don't want. He's not praying. He's declaring. He's saying, look at my position since I have a shepherd. I mean, this is just one of the most beautiful passages of scripture. And it's tempting to not even like to, to teach on it, just to read it and just, you know, so I would encourage you just to read it and slow down and meditate on it. I, I honestly want to look at verse one and not even the full verse. We're going to look at the first phrase, the first opening. He just says, the Lord, <clears throat> the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. Here's what that means. Um, the Bible does not compare you and me to lions who are strong or antelopes who are swift or rhinos who are powerful or peacocks that are beautiful, but rather the Bible compares you and likens me to a sheep. And as you know, which are primarily known for their stupidity. Um, the Bible says all we like sheep have gone astray. We're like sheep. We've all gone astray. We've all done our own thing. And, and we'll get into the nature of sheep in a, in a bit. Um, because we know that sheep are clueless. They've been known to wander over cliffs to their own destruction. Um, and the Bible calls us sheep. Psalm 95, 7 says, For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. We are sheep. Christians are called sheep. I'm a sheep. You're a sheep. And we're a bunch of sheep together. And that's a flock. We're a flock. We're sheep, and we make a flock. And we desperately need a shepherd. And so I, I just want to walk through the psalm line by line, honestly, over the next probably several podcasts. Um, and But today just is simple. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. Isaiah 40 verse 11 says, God will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs with his arm and carry them in his bosom and gently lead those who are with young Isaiah 40:11 The Lord is my shepherd. David said this. David was a shepherd. And David is like, "Lord, the Lord is my shepherd. I'm a shepherd. But you know who my shepherd is? It's the Lord. He's my shepherd." Again, David spent so much time with sheep as a shepherd. And he's now looking at the Lord from a sheep's perspective. 
David, a shepherd, is looking at the Lord as a shepherd. He's the best shepherd. And he's saying, even though I'm a shepherd, I'm really a sheep. And the Lord is the one true shepherd. Even though I might be a shepherd, the Lord truly is the shepherd. And I love how David views the Lord as a shepherd. You know, if there is one occupation to view the Lord from, we might be like, the Lord is the president or the Lord is the CEO or, you know, the Lord is, and we'd have, think of just some high lofty, you know, a, like really highly esteemed position. And I don't know if I would think of him as a shepherd initially, but I'm so thankful David does because the shepherd is greater than the sheep. And yet the shepherd serves the sheep. The shepherd is worthy of more honor. And instead of using that to rule over his sheep in like a dictatorship type of way, he uses it to serve the sheep. I mean, what other position uh, is there where someone's greater in authority and power and yet they're, and they're over them and yet they're a servant to what they're over? The idea of the shepherd is just beautiful. Remember, David was a king and a shepherd. He, he knew what it was like to be both. And of course, he views the Lord as, as king, as the king of kings. Of course he does. But he also sees him as a shepherd. So David is the shepherd king. Do you remember how when God was looking uh, for a king to replace Saul? And so Samuel, uh, the prophet, goes to Jesse, David's dad. And, and so he's looking and uh, Jesse shows Samuel his seven sons. And Samuel is like, uh, no, no, not one of these are to be king. Do, do you have any other sons? And Jesse's like, yeah, but he's the youngest and he's just shepherding the sheep. And Samuel is like, perfect. He's the one, a shepherd king, someone who knows how to lead in this way. Actually, God said to David in 2 Samuel 5, this is interesting. He says, you, David, shall shepherd my people Israel and be ruler over Israel. God views the, the position of a king as a shepherd. God said to David, you are going to be the shepherd of Israel. And David's like, but you're my shepherd. See, God wanted someone who had this heart, who had the heart to shepherd his people. And here's David, who was literally a shepherd. And he took care of sheep, but he's also king. And so he's, he's the now... He's a shepherding uh, king, and he's watching over thousands of people as a shepherd king. And, and here in Psalm 23, he realizes who's really in control, who's really over all these people. He's like, I may be the shepherd, but the Lord is mine. And David, the shepherd king, was an example of the true shepherd king who would rule and reign. Because David was a shepherd, um, this is probably more meaningful to him than it is to you and me, but because he's a shepherd, we don't understand this type of relationship. Like David knew the responsibilities and care that a shepherd had for the sheep. I mean, this was extremely meaningful to him. To say the Lord is my shepherd, David understood both the needs of the sheep and the role of a shepherd. So here's why I'm saying all of this. As we go through this psalm, we need to know, and we'll see this, the nature of sheep and the role of a shepherd. Like what is the nature of sheep? Like their needs and how they act and, and what is the role of a shepherd? And because I think this really helps us understand who we are, and who the Lord is. All right, so um, we're really going to focus kind of on the first part, part, which is the nature of sheep, um, because we'll see they're, they're really stupid. So uh, the nature of sheep, here, here's their nature, ready? They're prone to wander. I mean, I said this, but they're prone to wander. Like they get lost. They get lost a lot. They're really known for like walking just over cliffs to their death. Like like they'll literally just do that. Like where did Bill go? I don't know. Just check it out. And then the next one walks off to his death. Um, they're just knowing they've actually been known at different times for walking into fires. Like, do you smell that? Like, yeah, it's really bad. Sorry, that joke is bad. Um, but they're just known to just walking off cliffs, walking into fires. 
um, sheep can get lost really easily. If they go over a hill and they can't see the rest of the flock, like they're lost. They have no way to get back. They don't have a great homing instinct. Like, you know, cats have a great homing instinct. You know, you can tie them up and put them in a car and drive around town. And, you know, I'm not a big fan of cats, but you can let them go and they'll find their way back. You can't really get rid of them. Um, other animals have great homing instincts, um, but not with sheep. They don't have this. Sheep count on the shepherd to get home safely. And that's part of the shepherd's role. Uh, Isaiah 53, 6 says, All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. We've all wandered. We're prone to wander. Even now, we're prone to wander. We're all turn- we've all turned our own way. And we need to be careful because when it's, it's when we're alone, it's when, that's when we're attacked. That's when we're away from the shepherd that problems arise. We're prone to wander. Peter said, be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, walks around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Like we, we need to be watchful because the, sh- the lion is looking for that stray sheep. Listen, if we're going to experience a psalm, we need to see ourselves as a lost as a sheep, separated from God. For us to really appreciate the idea of being a she- of God being a shepherd, we need to see ourselves as being that sheep who's wandered. And, and this idea is just a summary of Christianity. Christianity is not, I, I have it all together, but I desperately need God. You can't even leave me alone for five seconds. Uh, I'll be gone. And so do we see ourselves there? You cannot experience Psalm 23 if you don't see yourself in need today. So how can you be brought back to God if you don't see yourself as wandering? First, you need to know that you are a sheep who needs a shepherd. Maybe you're a sheep who's been found, but you, uh, maybe you haven't been, but you're, and you're still wandering. But either way, you need a shepherd. We need a shepherd. Um, sheep, we're going to see next, are helpless sheep do not just take care of themselves like they can't just do that they actually require more than any other class of, of livestock they just have endless needs and attention and they need meticulous care i mean no creature has less power to take care of itself than than a sheep even just the tiny ant can provide for the day but the poor uh creature poor sheep must be tended to or it will die so uh, so far, I don't know if you see how this relates to us. We're helpless. We need a shepherd. Also, listen, sheep, as we know, are virtually defenseless. They will try to headbutt each other, uh, but they don't really fight back. They can't run, but not as fast as their prey. I mean, two stray dogs in one night can wipe out an entire flock. Seriously, sheep have been attacked by squirrels. I mean, that is like real stories. Squirrels have attacked sheep in the past. Uh, there's stories of bunnies that have scared sheep so bad they've ran over cliffs. Um, David uh, has been known for fighting off just wild animals for the sheep. I mean, David even talks about this. In 1 Samuel, David talks about how he fought off wild animals for sheep. He says, um, David said this to King Saul. He goes, your servant, I used to kill, keep my father's sheep. I used to keep them. And when a lion or a bear came and took a lamb out of the flock, I went out after it and struck it and delivered the lamb from its mouth. And when it arose against me, I caught it by its beard and struck it and killed it. Your servant has killed both lion and bear. 1 Samuel 17. David's like, I've killed a lion and a bear for a sheep. I mean, that tells us the role of a shepherd. It was a shepherd's job to fight that off. But sheep are defenseless. And they're just, like I said, really skittish. I mean, they'd be so freaked out. You're not going to like this story, but um, Kimber and I were in Scotland and Ireland years ago. And I remember going on different hikes and seeing sheep and just trying to scare them. And they run and they're they're actually fast and they look. Um, but I remember, you know, we'd see them on the side of the road and I would just like honk my car and they would just start sprinting for no reason. Like they didn't even know where I was or they weren't even looking at me. They just sprint. I mean, they're really skittish. Um, sheep are not hunters and really gatherers. Um, they will just eat what's in front of them. They just eat and eat. 
I mean, they'll just eat until there's no grass left. They'll eat dirt. Let me, let me put it this way. The Discovery Channel is not going to dedicate a, a week to sheep. Like, oh, there's, there's Shark Week and then there's Sheep Week. It's not going to happen. Um, many of them are stubborn. They will not move at all. They're just, again, they're dumb. They're dirty. They're animals that need a shepherd. So that's the nature of sheep. And David is saying, listen, David is saying, that's me. The whole reason why we go over the nature of sheep is for us to realize that's me. Um, I'm in need of a shepherd. I'm defenseless. I'm, I'm not the wisest. <laughs> I, I need one because I'm all those things. I can't provide for myself. I need a shepherd. And I love uh, that he says, the Lord is my, my shepherd. He's my shepherd. Spurgeon said this. He said, the sweetest word of the whole psalm is the word my. He's my shepherd. He doesn't say the Lord is the shepherd of the world at large and lead the multitudes as his flock. But he just says, the Lord is my shepherd. If he is a shepherd to no one else, he's a shepherd to me. He cares for me. He watches over me and preserves me. Um, the words are in just in the present tense, but whatever be the believer's position, he, he's even now under just the pastoral care of God, who's a shepherd. He's currently the Lord, Jehovah, Yahweh, Jehovah, however you want to put it, the Lord, my shepherd. And I'm so thankful the Lord is my shepherd. Not man, not myself, not, not some politician. The Lord is my shepherd and he's watching for me. And we'll get into the next phrase, next podcast, I shall not want. We'll get into the next phrase and we'll look at some of the, the ideas of what, again, a shepherd does for sheep. Listen, church, um, right now, again, just keep in mind, God is our shepherd. He's our shepherd. And we'll, we're going to just slowly walk through this so we can um, enjoy, not just be, a, you know, wait till this moment or wait till this pandemic is over, but just enjoy the moment. Just make the most of it. Realize that um, amongst all this God provides, whether you're hoping or counting the stimulus check, that's the Lord. The Lord's my shepherd. The Lord provides whatever it is. Listen, if you have a need, I want you to know this. Please reach out to the church. Go to our website. Click on COVID-19. If you need prayer, fill out a prayer request form. If you have financial or you need food, if you have those kind of needs, fill out that form. Listen, that is not us. That is the Lord. The Lord is meeting those needs. And just we want to thank um, really God for that, for that fact that we can do that. Thank you guys who give to our church because that's how we're able to meet needs and provide and just thank you. Thank you. I'm just so proud of our church for how loving and giving it's been. And, and we just want to say thank you. And we couldn't do this without you. And really, in reality, the Lord's meeting our needs and we can help meet other people's needs because the Lord is doing that through us. And that's the Lord. And he's our shepherd. So fill that out. Listen, church, we love you. I'm going to think about this, meditate on this this week. Slow down. The Lord is our shepherd. That's our practice, to thank him, to praise him, to meditate on him. Uh, please join a Zoom group. Please be connected to each other. Text someone, see how you're doing, see how someone else is doing. And uh, guys, we love you. We miss you so much. Listen, I just want to say, if this has been a blessing for you, please share this with someone. Subscribe to our podcast. If you would rate it, review it, it helps the message get out. But that's it, you guys. We love you. God bless you guys. Um, we'll see you in a Zoom group and this weekend for service. God bless you guys.